I have pushed myself to meet my expectations with my goals lately. And I followed through, even though it wasn't fun sometimes, which is good. Um, and I've also kind of been able to support others to really challenge themselves with their, their movement lately, uh, which is kind of cool to see people actually pushing themselves a little bit. And I think it was not even just motivated by New Year's resolutions too, which is nice. So It is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> movement is really important. I think a lot of people don't understand that in 10,000 steps. And now you hear doctors saying stuff like step schmeps. Like steps don't mean anything. And then you still hear people saying that walking is important for you. What's your opinion on this based on your experiences? I would say anything is better than nothing for movement, to be honest. Um, I feel like sometimes people get really caught up with meeting those expectations sometimes of, you know, 10,000 steps or 150 minutes of cardio. Yes, there's recommendations and guidelines, which are all really good. And they're validated with reducing your risk for heart disease, stroke, and diabetes, and all those other health concerns that you're probably wanting to reduce. But sometimes it's too overwhelming and too intimidating to be like 10,000 steps. That's so much. Um, so anything is going to be better than nothing than just sitting around. So I always like to just say, move to whatever feels comfortable to you in the beginning. And you can always go from there. So, yeah. yeah. Is dancing for like 20 minutes. Good. <laughs> it's movement. I'm not complaining about it. Have a dance party in your kitchen to heck with it. Right. Why not? Right. There you go. We should start off those dances that we had in elementary school all over again as adults, right? <laughs> oh, man, you just took me back. I just had all kinds of flashes of standing on the wall. Oh, no. See, pumping myself dance. up. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Just pumping myself up to go ask somebody to dance and then dancing terribly, but having a great time. See, it's all about the fun and the memories. So that's that's fun. Good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. awesome. What is what's the title of this show? You think if you're going to put a label on it, what would you call it? <laughs> my first initial thought would be shenanigans with Renee, but I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> Welcome to the EBFC show, the easier, better for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple collaborative ecosystem. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French, and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool on the market for the last time. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach Refine My Site takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. Register today to try Refine My Site for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute, LCI, is working to lead the building industry and in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now to the show. Welcome to the show, Renee Wolf. <laughs> Renee, welcome. I have had 
nothing but positive interactions with you. And I've even met people outside of the bolt company that know you and spoke highly of you. Dan Fauché gave you a big shout out when you were at the respect for people conference. And that put you on my radar. Like number one, I met you on my first whirlwind tour through the Appleton office where what struck me was that you had cases and cases of bottled water in your office. And I'm thinking (laughs) Renee drinks a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay hydrated, man. Push the fluids. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. And the last time we talked, you did get on my case about not drinking enough water. So today I've got, I've got two cups of coffee. Water is the first ingredient in my coffee. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough, close enough, right? (laughs) What do you recommend that people drink in terms of water to stay hydrated every day? So that's a good question. Um, The kicker is there's technically not a amount, like a guideline for the volume that you need to consume because there's going to be variable factors, right? Like if you work out and so forth as well, sweating and stuff. Um, so it's really kind of going off the color of your urine, um, that light yellow color. Um, but if you're looking for a number, if you're that person, uh, a good guideline would be take your initial weight divided in half. And that's that, that many ounces would be a good starting point, but going back to the beginning, anything's better than nothing. So, Hey, if you're at one cup, drink two, you know, or one and a half, I'll take anything. So, yeah, I've I've got two cups here. (laughs) They're they're both, they're both labeled appropriately. This one's a little bit hotter than the first one I was drinking. The question is, are you adding stuff to it, right? Because that's the right. kicker. Black coffee is fine and dandy, but if you're adding a half a cup of sugar into it, we're not looking so good. Yeah, this coffee wow. is black. You are, I mean, number one, extremely helpful. For everybody listening, like if you're inside of the bull company, you can just dial Renee up on your phone and get a hold of her. And if you're yep. not, sorry, find, <laughs> find your own you. Renee. Yeah, <laughs> find your own Renee. How did you get into construction? Like, how'd you get to working for a GC company in particular? You know, that's a good question. Um, I've worked for several different companies, um, more so contracted as a health coach for several clients at once. Um, and so I've worked with construction and um, transportation and schools and all those kind of things, um, which leads to say that everybody needs help and support with their health and wellness. And so construction is always a really great area to fit in, right? You think rough and tough men. And, you know, it's very right. typical, but um, everybody wants to work on their health and even their mental health too, which is definitely needed and supported in the construction industry. Absolutely is. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a full link to Renee's bio down below. I'm actually going to hold Renee hostage ah, after no. the podcast to give us her bio. So if you want to learn more about her and her background, click in the show notes below so that you can get access to that. And while you're down there reading, if this episode has been inspirational for you or if Renee has taught you one thing, click that follow button or give us a like or write a review on the podcast website so that you can let Renee know that she impacted your health. Oh boy. <laughs> you guys hold way too many expectations for this one. <laughs> we're, putting, we're raising, we're raising the bar. So Ra- far, it's like, what color is my urine? Yeah. And that's it. Right? <laughs> it's, that's right. Raise your glass and don't let it be too yellow when it comes out. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Who would have thought that your podcast would be talking about urine color, right? That oh, falls I, within your realm within every day. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've been to a lot of job sites where they actually put up the poster from OSHA. I think it's OSHA cited and then some other ones, like especially in California or in, you know, climates where it's very hot, like in Arizona. Yeah. Super common for construction projects to put up urine color posters where it's got the the different shape. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. I I wish I had a picture. Fantastic! I need to get my hands on that. (laughs) I don't have a picture of it, but I can find one online because it'll show you like a color chart. It's like 
yeah. you know, imagine a box of crayons and it's just yeah. shades of yellow oh, yeah. to, to clear. Yeah. And it tells you like how dehydrated you are. Uh-huh. And, you know, you, once you see something like that, you can't unsee it. And right. you know, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm checking myself like, yeah. you know, am I good? Or because I typically throughout the day don't feel thirsty. Right. The moment you feel thirsty, you're actually already dehydrated. You're a step behind. So it's already kind of delaying the inevitable, you know, right. drinking a little bit sooner. So, you know, as a health coach, like should people, especially construction people that start work pretty early, a lot of mm-hmm. people, it's not uncommon to be up at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., right. you know, commute into a project site. And then typically coffee break is at nine. It's not long enough to have a full breakfast, even though mm-hmm. if you're in Texas, you're probably having breakfast tacos. I'm, I'm talking to you, Jesse. But then for the rest of the people, like you get a, a decent lunch and then you can have another hour and a half, two hour commute home before it's dinner time. How do people, I mean, from your perspective with health as the focus, yeah. you know, where should people be eating? Should they be snacking? Should they be trying to get the meals in? What do you recommend? You know, that's a good question. I mean, that kind of goes back to the whole thing about like intermittent fasting and stuff like that. That's being a craze right now. And it's like, well, listen more so to your hunger cues. You know, you're, if you think about your scale of one to 10, 10, you're star or you're super, super full and overstuffed and you have stretchy pants for Thanksgiving. And then one you're starving and you have those hunger pains. You want to sit nice in that sweet spot in the middle, you know, feeling little hunger to satisfied. Um, and so how that flows throughout the day is on you. But also to your point, it's hard because you're only allotted those certain times to eat. So it's how do you make sure that you're feeling full and satisfied and having that mental clarity and an awareness of like, I'm not hungry in the middle of the day, that type of thing. Um, So I always like to encourage people to push something that has high fiber and some good lean protein sources in there to keep you full and satisfied longer if you're going in between those stretches too. So that's kind of a a good hack if you're kind of looking for food choices um, as well. For the most part, Renee, you know, as I've traveled and been to so many different project sites, I don't see pictures of health with our construction professionals. Like what's something that they can do to disrupt that a little bit and get on the path to a healthier, happier, pain-free life? That's a good question. And it is hard, right? Because you guys are on site or even away from family or your typical home and your living situation, right? If you're in a different location, I would just encourage somebody to pick one thing that would make them feel fulfilled right away, whether that's nutrition and making a modification there, exercise, some self-care, one thing to really start tipping that scale in the direction to move to where they want to be ultimately with their health, right? Because everybody's going to come in in a different location in a different place of, well, nutrition might be easier for one person to make a change versus exercise or whatever else that might be feasible. So it's more so putting it on them to self-reflective deciding, all right, hey, I know today I can go for a five minute walk, you know, or I'm going to walk around the job site twice today versus the once that I would normally do. And, and setting those mini goals and expectations for themselves to really give them that instant gratification and have that self-confidence to then build from there and want to keep pushing forward. But I also think too, like they need to find that motivation in themselves, right? Some people aren't ready to do that and that's okay. But also to, you know, make sure that you do capitalize on those times that you are feeling extra motivated or whatever else. So yeah, yeah that's great advice. And I, I completely agree with and encourage the walking around the job site. You know, from my perspective, there's nothing better you can do when you're on a construction project to actively get engaged and walk around. And even if you're in a design phase, getting up and going to see where the work is being created, detailed, designed, get up, go to a conference room, get up and go stand at a whiteboard, you know, when you meet with people, you don't have to stay sitting down all right. the time. Right. It, uh, it's definitely a much better engagement 
the creativity flow is a lot better when we're walking around when we're moving. Right. And some, some of my best experiences with turning around construction projects has been, you know, from walking the project. It's never been like sitting in the conference room and having some epiphany. It always right. comes with actually seeing how things are happening. So I think that's great advice. And, you know, for everybody walking and seeing our jobs is part of what we do. So that's an easy, super easy first step. Like Renee said, if you're motivated or not, if you want to improve your project, go see it more. <laughs> right? Spend, spend more time with it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but even think about it too. I mean, not just for your physical health, but your mental health too, right? Like you're getting out of a meeting and you're, you know, didn't go the way you wanted it to or whatever else, or something wasn't going right on the project site. Just taking an extra lap or two and looking at it in a different perspective or allowing yourself that little mental clarity or, or breath to, you know, remove that knee-jerk reaction that we maybe want to have initially will also pay off too um, with perspective maybe as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think on the nutrition side, because these are, you know, two sides of the same blade, you know, for me, when I got rid of processed food, it was a dramatic change in my body composition. Like oh, yeah. I'm s- still benefiting from not eating stuff. And I even tell my, my 13 year old, like he picks up food at the store and he's like, he wants it because the labeling and the marketing is so right. good. And right. I tell him like, if it has any ingredients that you can't pronounce on the first attempt, you can't mm-hmm. eat it. Mm-hmm. And so we like, we use that simple rule, just a simple rule like that. Like if I can't pronounce or understand like what this is, maybe it's not food. Well, right. And even just going in with that expectation of, you know, you're not saying yes or no to things, but you're just setting a simple expectation of, can I read it or not? If I can, great. Let me have it, enjoy it, whatever. Um, But also too, think about as we were kids and what we grew up with and the relationship with food and the emotional side of food and how that is now translated as adulthood. And even if we have children and how that gets related positively or negatively too. So I think it's not just, we were sometimes raised to know healthy foods or not, but it's that emotional type ties to things as well. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I've got, yeah. uh, there, there were times when both my parents worked when I was a kid and sometimes we'd get, you know, a home cooked breakfast. Sure. But a lot of times, we were eating out of a can, like, mm-hmm. you know, spam or chef Boyardee. And, yeah. and I can remember like those elementary school photos from my yearbooks, like, hmm, there's definitely a correlation between home cooked food and eating out of a can. The yeah. eating out of the can me was always heavier, always puffier face. Right. And I've been well, a big kid my whole life. Yeah. I'm still a big kid even right now. Yeah. But you've done a great job so far. You should be proud of yourself and you're, you're educating yourself. And those are the tools and the things that you need in order to give yourself the the lifestyle that you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those things where you're not in control of those things when you're that young and you didn't know any better, but you're like, Hey, now I reflect and how can we change those things as well? So absolutely. So people keep learning and, you know, research where you can, where you want to, if you want specific recommendations, you know, connect with Renee on social media and you can contact her. And if you want to hear more about what I have, definitely connect with me at thefelipe.bio.link and I will happily answer and get into more detail what I did and what worked for me. You know, for mm-hmm. those that don't know, can you share what are some things that you know from looking at just the industry in general? Yeah. You know, what is the, paint us a picture of what is the mental health status in construction today? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So construction people are four times more likely to commit suicide than somebody else in a different profession because of various reasons, right? A couple of things that you've already pointed out, we're away from home, we're traveling. We maybe don't have that support system or that sounding board that some of us need to talk to. Um, maybe we get hurt on a job site and then we're on medication or laid off. 
um, you know, a project ends, we don't have something geared up for the next time. So there's so many different additional variable factors in this. And even men too are less likely to reach out um, than maybe some a female or somebody else in a different profession. So those compounding factors increase the likelihood of people in this type of role as well. And so what Bolt has done is a really great program called the Gatekeeper Program, which you're part of, which is awesome. So thank you. Um, which we really emphasize peer-to-peer -peer support to allow somebody to reach out saying, hey, I'm having a hard day or feeling more comfortable to reach out to somebody on their job site or their buddy versus feeling like they have to call a therapist or somebody else that they may not be comfortable with. Um, and so it's kind of a really nice program that Gabe, uh, Bolt has really built up to support their employees with this as well. Yeah. What struck me too, as I became a gatekeeper is that, you know, throughout the training that we do get some training and then yeah. we have oh, this, yeah, yeah we, throw it's, it in the walls. that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's not just a volunteer thing with people. We actually got trained. Thank you, Renee, mm -hmm. for, you know, you're welcome proctoring this and making sure we have quality training. So we get training from a psychologist and I think it's a group of psychologists that put together, you know, type of intervention based on sound research and clinical, which is just code for, it works in the wild. So not, not theoretical, not textbook, but actually works to make positive interventions. And it's something as so simple as there's a free book that we as gatekeepers can give somebody if we see that somebody's potentially in crisis. Like it's that easy. Like you'd say, you know what? I've got this book I read. Here's a book you can read. And it's all from the doctor's perspective written to have a positive intervention on somebody. As well as like, if it's beyond your control like Renee said like sometimes we need to just listen to people right to let them feel heard and understood and it makes a huge difference you know mm -hmm. from from that level of intervention to you know this is beyond what I'm comfortable with and we need to contact somebody right there's a, a crisis text helpline and we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well for people if you know someone or if you come across somebody in the future and you're like I think they really need more help we'll give you the text and the phone number so that you can call or put the phone in their hand and get them connected. If you want to be that person and make that type of intervention, there's just so many levels mm -hmm. of intervention that you can have, but the whole point of it is to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can't tell you Renee, how many jobs I've been to where people, when I, when they don't know like what my role is, yeah, they've assumed that I'm a psychologist because of how I talk to people. And it, and it comes from like, if you've ever listened to my show, respect for people is always in the hashtags for many of the episodes, because we have such a high focus on elevating people, treating people, valuing people correctly and well, mm -hmm. and using the, the golden rule and the silver rule. I know you know the golden rule, Renee. Do you know the silver rule? Enlighten me, please. The silver rule is do not unto others that you would not want done unto you. I, I learned that in a book. Okay, but, but from somebody that actually applies it in real life. Yeah, it comes from uh, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, who is, uh, used to be a, like a futures trader of all things before he got really deep into mathematics and probability and a bunch of other cool stuff. That type of positive intervention is so important for people. It makes such a big difference. And, and Renee, you're an amazing listener. Like I've even called you one time to cajole you to be on the show. And then- you asked me a couple of questions. I was having a tough day that I didn't realize I was having a tough day and you listened to me. Yeah. And I felt instantly better. And I even said, I said to Renee, I was like, wow, I, I was like, I should call you whenever I have a bad day. Cause I feel so much better now. Please. You know? That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you guys. You guys work your butts off on everything. 
I'm here to help you guys and support you. That comes in various levels. So even just having somebody listen and know what you guys are going through, but not have you fully involved, that's okay, right? And just feeling heard and feeling validated goes a long way for a lot of people. And especially for the mental health component that we're talking about, right? Because when you're having those moments and you're feeling that maybe depression or, or down thoughts, just knowing that you're not alone, you have somebody else in your corner that you know you can talk to, that's really the big push here too within the program as well. Yeah, it's so valuable, Renee. You know, what's that worth? I can't even put a dollar figure on that. You know, that right. is, it's priceless. It's priceless. So people, I highly recommend that, you know, you find your Renee <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and talk to her or him and don't feel like you're by yourself. You're not yeah. alone. Construction is the place for you. Right. It's a great industry. Like we do actually really enjoy, you know, working in construction. Like I've been doing it I for over so. <laughs> yeah, 20 plus years. I think I'm starting to knock on rounding up to 30 years already. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. As you've been involved in the Bolts Gatekeeper program mm -hmm. and just health for all of us in general and been a health coach, what's a couple of insights that you could share? I don't know anybody that I've met that feels 100% confident with their satisfaction with their overall health and wellness, which if you think about it, makes everybody very similar in that sense. And we can all relate in, in what we want to do. My push would be just challenge yourself to take a moment for yourself to decide what you want to do for you. Because I don't think anybody does that enough these days. We think of job and home and all these other things that we don't ever put ourselves high on that list. So the moment you take yourself and 10 minutes or whatever like that will give you a little bit more fulfillment um, and satisfaction, I think, to allow yourself to move within this world to be positive. Yeah, that is fascinating. That's another common thread that we all have. Most of us, I think if, you know, hey, everybody, if you're listening to the show, pause right now and think about, are you satisfied, completely satisfied with your current state of health? And if right. you're not, you know, now you've joined thousands of people that have that in common. <laughs> All the people Renee knows, like at least right, you're, yeah, nobody yeah. I talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this, there's like a tribe. There's like a whole tribe of people, right? There's not the, satisfied, right? <laughs> there's yeah, an exactly. application process. It's a great, great thing. <laughs> and I think it's really important, you know, to think about like having a why to answer if you're going to make a change. Because you know, to sustain something, you got to have a good reason. Get selfish for you. Like it's your body. It's your adventure. You're the right. hero. We want all of you to take care of yourself so that you can adventure on and of course, help other people when it makes sense. Yeah. But also too, like to piggyback off of that a little bit, knowing that information that we're more likely to follow through on other people and, and do those things, use it to your advantage in the beginning. If you know that you're not willing to sacrifice time and do something for yourself, piggyback with something else. Say, hey, you know, my friend likes to go walking. Let me make sure that I commit to her to go walking, right? And I can know that I'm going to show up for her versus showing up for myself. And at least that one small step, hopefully then will support you to make yourself a little bit more of that priority and give yourself that little, you know, light to push yourself to, to move towards that. Bingo. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great, great, great positive motivation, especially, you know, at the time that we're filming this, it's just the time <laughs> where New Year's resolutions are uh -huh. like top of mind like there's been a, a bunch of debate i've seen even in my twitter feed there's like people pro new year's resolutions and anti and sure. then people that 
they say that they're not doing a resolution, but then they're magically setting a goal for 2023. And I'm like, this looks like a resolution. Yeah. What's some interesting New Year's resolutions that you've seen or heard? Interesting ones. Um, big one right now is just dry January. <laughs> it's, it, you've not heard it. Like everybody talks about dry January, not drinking for the whole month of January. That's what it is. 31 days. What about New Year's? Days. What about New Year's? Is it the thirty, oh. the thirty first of December? You can drink as much as you want, and then if you do dry January, starting at midnight on New Year's Day, like it's already starts, or does it start on January second? Well, so typically people aren't drinking January first because people are drinking New Year's Eve. So then January one, they would then start for the thirty one days. Yes, there's okay. people will be like, okay, let's do the second, but that's still good enough. It goes back to the original conversation of how we have these nutrition and social situations and emotions tied to things. And most people have relationship with alcohol with all of the holiday events going on. And so people are like, oh, we need to button that up a little bit. It's gotten a little loosey-goosey right now. So (laughs) that's been one. Other things, I don't know, nothing else too off the wall because I don't think anything really surprises me these days. Mm. So that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't surprise you, but like, what's something that you think there's no way Felipe could know this. A lot of them are like boundary setting and like focusing on that themselves or weight loss is a big one too, but I don't know. I don't know anything too crazy. Okay. Boundary setting. That sounds super interesting. We don't talk enough about boundary (laughs) setting. So tell me more about that. Boundary setting, right? Like how many of us have set boundaries, but let them wiggle, whether that's within work or personal life with relationships and so forth. So it's then people focusing on setting better boundaries of not working past a certain period of time or boundaries with relationships and how people treat them and so forth as well. Um, So making sure that kind of goes back to taking care of themselves with setting those boundaries to make them feel satisfied and fulfilled as well. Oh, I like that. I was just uh, with somebody recently who who works and we'll let it be super anonymous. So you can't tell you can't tell like where these people work. Cause I talk to a lot of people every day and uh, I made the comment to this person, like, you know what? You work so hard today, take the weekend off. And the person laughed, like it was not a comfortable laugh. And yeah. then they said, I have to work this weekend. Right. And they were, they're already by all stretches of the imagination overworked. Oh, hundred percent. What, what is the value for people listening? Cause a lot of people listening to the show, if you haven't picked up my book, Construction Scrum, where I go into super long detail about not working nights and weekends and the benefits of that, check out the, the chapters for free at constructionscrum.com. You know, Renee, from your perspective, tell people why it's important to disconnect from work, even if it's just one or two days a week. I always like to say, it's a, it sounds bad, but it's a job right? It's not your life and I'll be all. Yes, you can love it and what you do, which is great, but that's a component of who you are. That's not who you are completely, right? You you were somebody else prior to this. So <laughs> don't forget about that person. <laughs> um, so it's okay to set boundaries and have fun and do something else that might also make you feel as fulfilled and life will go on. So it'll be there on Monday. It'll be fine. <laughs> it will be. And, and the people, and unless you're on a job that's doing like a shutdown, like some projects are happen on the weekend right. because for the client, like we're doing it. But if you're doing that, you know, the expectation is we work for the most part, except there's one construction company I know of that mandatory Saturdays when oh. people first start. I know 
I oh know. My God. I won't, I won't mention their name, but uh, some of those people have been refugees that now work with us. Ah. <laughs> and, I've, and I've asked them like, so it's not us people. It's not, bold. it's not both. It's not both. I don't work on Saturdays. That's yeah. not happening. We don't have mandatory Saturdays, but I know one general contractor in the U.S. that has mandatory Saturdays. A lot of people do carry work home with them. Renee, I think what yeah. you said, it's worth repeating. Renee said to everybody listening, like, hear it a second time. You were somebody before you took this job. It is a job. And, you know, a lot of us, we put our heart and soul into it. And I'm, you know, guilty. Sure. Number one hand, I'm putting it up. Like, I love what I do. I take it. I take everything personal. It's not business. It's all personal because it's me. Right. And I think a lot of people operate that way, but you have family, you have hobbies, you are a whole person outside of work, mm -hmm. recharge your battery people. Yeah. Like you've heard it from Renee, our health coach. She said, take some time for you. You know, and just a matter, you know, for people listening, if you're having to do a lot of emailing to each other right. on the weekend, that's yep. a symptom that something's wrong on your project. And so this is where, if you want help with that, there are lean construction tactics and techniques that we can apply to your job to reduce that type of email chatter that is not beneficial. See, yes. Poor time management almost. Bingo. <laughs> that's exactly it. That is exactly it. That's a symptom of something else happening in your life right. where you're not prioritizing and saying no, but you've got to be intentional and prioritize. Everything right. is not equally important. 100%. And you're sending the wrong message to your people and to your own family. Like if you're right. doing that and having people come over and you're handling work on Sunday, like what are you telling your family? That's a lose-lose. Also, though, fun fact, Outlook, you can have a delay send feature on it if you feel the need to set something on the weekend, but don't bug your employees until that Monday morning when they come in. Yeah, and I, I tried using that one time and the message didn't go. I think oh. <laughs> you have to keep your computer on for that function to work, but I'm not sure. You know, let us know in the comments, is that a feature that your computer has to be open or does it matter if you use Outlook, the desktop app or Outlook in the web browser? And how many of those emails could be a phone call or a face-to-face -face conversation instead? So much faster. The moment it's like past two emails, it's like, can we just five-minute phone call? Like right. way faster to solve this problem than back and forth. Exactly. I know, right? Nobody calls anybody these days. Well, I call you. Well, no, right. But <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the last time you actually had a real person call your cell phone? Laughter is a really great medicine. That's like, if you're having a really crummy day, literally put a smile on your face for five minutes and you'll see that your mood just dramatically changes or you smile right. at somebody else and it makes their day. And then that makes you feel better and stuff like that too. So, yeah. So here, this is a true story. So I'm, I'm at one of my earlier Bolt project meetings and I'm just going to call him out because he knows that I, <laughs> he knows that I got nothing but giant heart for him. This Mr. Will Lichtig. Oh, we're, sure. Yeah. We're, we're in a meeting. He's sitting across from me. It's a, it's an IPD light project integrate project delivery type of project implementation and like people are debating some aspect of a meeting agenda and like i have an opinion will yeah. has an opinion and for those of you that don't know like will is a long time lean construction practitioner i mean he's he's epic he's got like he's got the lean chops for sure yeah and he and i are disagreeing and it's kind of <laughs> funny because we're sitting across from each other and there's people to the right and left of me and i don't think the people even next to me were like on my side they were like on his side. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, Renee, I turned to Will and I just do this. 
And I just gave him like the stupid smile yeah. <laughs> and I just held it. And I feel, I felt like I had to hold it for like a minute. Yeah, I know yeah, it wasn't yeah. a minute. Forever. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that eventually, eventually he looks back at me and smiles and then it's <laughs> over. And then the, the argument ended. Done. Yeah. And, and then we moved on. Yeah. But it was it was so cool. That's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. First Will experience. Will knows that I like to engage in debate with him, and I think I think he enjoys it more than I do. <laughs> he's good at it, though. He's so that's super okay. good at it. He yeah, he's a, he's a recovering attorney. That's how I introduce him to people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way, right? It already puts yeah. some preference in there as well. So yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, you know funny introductions. You know, people in the company that that don't you know realize like what do I do or you know what's my title mean yeah. what kind of introductions have you heard that you're just like oh that's interesting about when people s- yeah when people are introducing you <laughs> um NPI calls me sergeant <laughs> <laughs> which is oh. the joke I am not everybody knows that but they they yeah. like to give me a hard time so they're like oh sergeant's around bucking up the guys <laughs> <laughs> sergeants around sergeants around and i'm like cool guys have fun see you later go drink some water yeah. it'll be fine yeah. yeah go drink water yeah this is a phrase that i hear renee say very often it's always you know drink more water i think we've ended every call with drink more water drink you have to water. end this show with drink more water drink for more, sure right that should be the title drink more water yes there we go that's going to be the title drink more water sergeant go. renee right <laughs> beautiful <laughs> yeah um otherwise i mean it's just like the hodgepodge of like health wellness coach um i don't know random titles and stuff like that that people yeah. put on me <laughs> how about uh your family i think a lot of people in the construction industry like you know even though i think the statistics are something like one out of ten or one out of seven people worldwide work in construction in some way shape or form it's quite a lot of people but i find that family members have no idea what we do and so, you know, in your family, like if I, if I call a random Renee cousin, is a random cousin going to know what you do for a living? Maybe, but the joke's on you guys. I have my father-in-law and my brother-in-law in construction. My brother and my brother-in-law are electricians, so they know the lingo. Um, but I think for the most part, people kind of know what I do. The joke, like the problem is that I don't know what my husband does. That I couldn't tell you what he does. <laughs> his title and what he I don't even yeah. he gets a kick out of it when he's like all right describe what I do I'm like no <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening yeah I remember this came on my radar I was at a job fair it was in Southern California not one kid out of no. over 150 could wow. even say what their parents did and I was just like it's incredible my dad used to make me like if I wanted to borrow his car I had to go pick him up at work and you know yeah. share the share the car sometimes and so yeah I knew what he did, like, because I right. physically watched him there right. to get right. the keys from the man. So it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Same thing. Yeah. Like, I knew exactly what my parents did as well. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Good to know, though, to make sure that I teach my children exactly yeah. what I do when they go to college yeah. and high school and do those interviews. Renee, it has been my pleasure having you on the BFC show, sharing your passion to tell people to drink more water. <laughs> what's the, what's one thing you want to leave people as they go out into get to their project sites and start working today? Breathe, breathe and take a second for yourself. That's all I ask. Don't spend a lot of time, just two minutes or whatever, but just take a moment for you. Very special thanks to my guest. 
I'm Felipe Engineer Manriquez. The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Let's go build.